It is Thursday, January the 12th, 2023. This is episode 91 of the Human Hill Podcast. I am your host, Carlos Enrique with the Guzman Chibol Cabello. And I got one single question for you. Y'all ready for this? Here we go. Bounce. Yeah. We are back. Week, we're starting week number three here in 2023. Oh, fam. Human Hope Familia. Y'all, y- you're going to be thanking me till the cows come home. Is that, I mean, how, how, what's that saying? How's that saying? Um, you're, you're just going to be thanking me for today's conversation. Yes, conversation with more than just me. I mean, last week y'all got me. This week you got me and... Your soon-to-be new friend, Cheryl. Can you say it together? Say it with me. Hi, Cheryl. We're going to be talking about friend Cheryl today. I'm going to tell you more about her in just a second. But I just want to welcome you back to another episode of the Human Note Podcast. Um, th- this this one is the epitome of what um, giving hope to humans is. And uh, we're going to get into Cheryl's story in a moment. She is going to blow your mind with her wisdom, determination, grit, all of the things that if you feel like you're lacking in your life, this conversation is going to give it to you. But before we do that, I just want to say gracias. Listen, uh, since last week's episode, you know, I, I am I'm in the grind, in the grind, in it, hardcore. It, it, and when I say the grind, like, I mean, it is like everything I mean, I mentioned some of this last week, you know, my whole conversation about turning 50, but like everything is changing, man. Everything is shifting. Everything is like, and then everything's coming like all to a head at one point. All of these like major life moments and shifts are happening and I'm feeling it. Um, But not only that, but then like work is going great. Um, For those of you that weren't on Instagram yesterday, um, I launched a tour with my great friend, Annie F. Downs. We are going on tour together uh, in the month of June. And you're going to hear this podcast. And when you hear the podcast, if you hear it on Tuesday, okay, or excuse me, on Thursday, when it comes out, um, tickets will not have been publicly released to the general public yet. And so you're going to have an opportunity to buy tickets to this tour. It's called the Here For You Tour. And it's going to be a night where Annie and I are on stage together the entire time, literally having like culture shaping conversations, soul shifting conversations, joy producing conversations. We're going to think, we're going to cry, we're going to laugh, we're going to have fun uh, at these nights. And it's, I just, I can't wait for us to uh, get together. Now, all the cities are um, listed right now. If you go to, I'm going to go right now here for you, tour.com. And that didn't work. Okay. So if that didn't work, Oh, that's because I'm on a, I'm on my wrong browser. Um, <laughs> here for you, tour.com. Let me tell you the cities that we're going to and when. Okay. So real quickly, this is all in the month of June. We're doing 12 cities, June 8th, Minneapolis, Minneapolis. That's where I'm going. It's a brand new city in the state of Minneapolis, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, June 8th, June 9th, Grand Rapids, Michigan, June 10th, Indianapolis, Indiana, June 11th, Columbus, Ohio. 
June 14th, the next uh, week of the tour, Charlotte, North Carolina. Then June 15th, New Albany, New Albany, Indiana. June 16th, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, June 17th, uh, did I say Illinois wrong? I see that every single time. Uh, June 17th, Florence, Kentucky. We ain't leaving y'all out, Florence, okay? June. Then the next week, June 22nd, um, Kansas City, Missouri. June 23rd, Dallas, Texas. June 24th, Austin, Texas. And June 25th, Houston, Texas. That's a, that, that's a, that is what I, the secret announcement I've been hanging on to. I know some of you know, but for those of you that don't right now is the time that you're going to want to go to get the tickets. Now, listen, um, th th these tours are going to, they're going to sell out. So I, I will, I'm just recommending, okay, this podcast is going to come out and then I'm not going to be able to update this podcast, but I'm recommending if you have the capacity to purchase your tickets now, you're going to want to be able to purchase the tickets you want to purchase. There's, we, we have three different options of tickets, okay? There's a, um, a general admission ticket, which gets you in and your soul is going to be filled to be in the room with all of this Insta Familia, Human Hope listeners, um, Annie's listeners. It's going to be a great night, but then there's a post party with me. Um, and that's a different level of ticketing. And at that one, you're going to get early access to get the best seats in the house. Trust me, this is going to be important. Um, you're going to get a, a VIP kind of late night post party with me uh, where we can hang out, take pictures, get to know each other, all that stuff. You're going to get a swag bag as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it gives you access to so much more. So there's an option for that. And then if you want to hang out with Annie and do the same thing, she's doing a pre-show party before the show. So it's like pre-show Annie. It's like, this is what you can do. You can buy the, the combo ticket with Annie and me and you get in early. You can just buy with my, my post-show party, do that. Just buy Annie's party, do that. Or just buy general admission. We gave everybody access to what they want on this tour. And I'm so excited. We called it here for you because we feel like you are always here for us. And we try to be here for you. And it is, it's going to be a night that you're not going to um, want to miss. So those are the dates for that. Here's the kicker. In order to buy the tickets, you need an access code. You're, you're already, you've probably been there and been like, Carlos is not working. There's an access code. This is the access code family. Okay. Use the access code family and you're going to be able to get tickets before Friday. If you don't use the access code Friday, a family, you're going to have to wait until Friday to get tickets. And then you're going to get in the back of the line. We want you in the front line. We've already sold way more tickets than we expected. Okay. And it's just the end of night one. So fam, come on, jump on the here for you tour. It is going to be a blast. I can't believe Literally, I can't believe um, that I'm doing this. This is something I've dreamed of headlining a tour where I get to go and just encourage and pour hope into a community. And these nights are going to be, we're not only going to be pouring into the community in the room, we're going to find ways to pour into your local communities because that's what the Insta Familia and the Human Hope Familia does well. And so we're, we're, this is going to be different than anything you've experienced. Trust me, it's going to be amazing. So head to hereforyoutour.com. Make sure that you do that. Um, and then here's the other thing that you guys have helped me with. I mean, I, I just want to keep updating you. Okay, updates. L let me let me get deep into my into my heart here. Um, I I worked so hard on my upcoming book, How to Human. Do I have a copy around me? I just got my first copies in the mail. I worked so hard on it. So of course I wanted to get to as many people as possible. You guys have already purchased so many and pre-ordered and I'm so grateful. Pre-orders give life to a book and allow, um, the, again, the, the distributors, um, and the retailers to order more books so that they can get them in front of more people. And, um, this book, I worked really hard from the beginning or maybe the middle of November uh, up until January, this last Saturday, right? 
what, January 7th or 6th or something, um, 8th. And we had, we, I was so proud. We'd, we'd sold 2,050 books. Okay. That's a lot of books. Most books that are, don't, don't sell more than 500 in the in, entirety of their life. Okay. And I've had books like that. See Moment Maker, my first book. Didn't sell a lot. Sold a little more than 500, but not a lot. And I know how important pre-orders are. And so I asked, I said, Human Hope family, will you help me? And, and I did a, you know, we've got a um, live experience that's happening. We have a lot coming up. Um, and the fact that we sold 2,050 pre-ordered books, my publisher was, they were freaking out. They were pumped. Here's the deal. Sunday morning, I woke up and announced that Sharon McMahon wrote the forward. Okay. You heard it here. Sharon McMahon wrote the forward. And also she read the forward in my audiobook. And Sharon posted that on her story along with about seven other slides telling people to buy the book. Now, let me tell you where my heart was. I was why I know what I know what happens when Sharon tells her people to buy books. <laughs> like I just know. I know what happens when I tell my people in Safamilia to buy books. When I told my people in middle of December to, to pre-order the book, we got like another bump of like 700, 700 um uh, orders in 24 hours. And that pushed my book up to like number 400 overall on planet earth. Okay. There's, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of books out there. It was number 400 and it was number one in all my categories. So I knew that when she did that, it had to have done it, but Amazon would not update the ranking. And so all day long, it just kept showing 13,000 is my rank, 14,000 at my rank. And I'm like, what is happening? And I was so frustrated because I was like, well, maybe nobody, but maybe nobody trusts Sharon to buy my book. Maybe nobody likes me. And then I had to enter into this season, this space of like, does, do these numbers really matter to you, Carlos, more than like the fact that people, there's already 2,050 people that are going to hopefully have their lives changed because of what you have written. Where is your identity? And it, it was, I, I mean, I, I, I'm just going to be vulnerable for a second. It was, I was a come to Jesus moment. And so after I prayed about it yesterday, yesterday, so we're talking Wednesday, Oh, no, Tuesday, because I'm recording this on Wednesday. I felt like the Lord was like, stop, I'm going to put the book in the people's hands and needs to get put into. So I really kind of forgot about Sunday and sharing, sharing and all the things. I knew that people bought the books. I just didn't know how many. And then today I got an email from my publisher, my marketing girl, Rachel. She's been amazing over at Waterbrook. And Rachel let me know that in the course of 24 hours from Sunday morning, to Monday morning when Amazon was giving me no data whatsoever, Sharon and her governors, as they're called, bought 2,100 books. So my, suddenly my pre-orders went from 2,000 to 4,100. And um, I freaked out because the goal was 3,000. I still have two weeks more before launch I'd love to get to 5,000 now. Let's, I'm just bumping it up. Let's just keep going. Once you hit that 5,000 pre-order threshold, now you're starting to be possibly considered to be on some lists. The Reader's Digest list, the Wall Street Journal list. I've never been on a list. I'm a fifth, this is my fifth book. Never been on a list. Guess what? I've, I always say it every time. I don't care about being on a list. And I try to say that because I don't want to get my hopes up. But to be honest with you, it, it would be cool because then more people could see it. And when you hit that threshold, you're starting to get into that level. So. Um, <laughs> I mean, what do I say? 
I, I would love to get to 5,000 and that puts me in some pretty small company with just pre-orders. That's before the book even goes on sale. Um, so that's where I'm at. And I tell you all of this because I know you care. You listen to the podcast and you care about this stuff because I care about this stuff. And I just want to let you know kind of where my heart was up and then down and then up again. And it probably is going to go back down again. Um, such, so be it the life of an author or of any creative that is launching anything. You know, my, my friend, Mike Foster, um, um, sorry, th- this intro was a lot longer than, than I wanted it to be, but I felt like you guys needed it, especially because some of you don't follow me on Instagram. You're not on the email list. Um, and this is how I communicate with you. So I want you to get, get the story here before we get in the conversation. But my friend, Mike, um, Mike Foster, let's see, uh, Mike Foster, I think is dot TV maybe. Yeah. So my friend, Mike posted something the day that the day, sorry, that I was crushed that Amazon wasn't updating my rankings. And, and let me tell you, let me tell you what he, uh, posted. Listen to this. This 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 may be the end of the podcast for some of you. Some of you may have just come here to hear these words from my from my friend Mike, who is one of the most talented creative thought leaders out there. Some thoughts on those who try. And you guys know Mike cuz I've already talked about Mike. Like I've I've used a lot of his content already on about worry uh, on this podcast. Mike just needs to be on here. Here we go. This is what he wrote. Some thoughts on those who try. Yesterday, I was forced to cancel my strongest couples workshop. Why? I had only one sign up. Only one. And frankly, I'm embarrassed. I promoted it. I invited lots of friends. Hundreds of people checked out the webpage. My wife and I had all the food and special surprises all planned out. We were pumped, but still no one signed up. I feel embarrassed, irritated, and frustrated with myself. I'm second guessing my work and my message a bit. My confidence is rattled. This is what happens when things like this happen. I only share this because if you're a person who puts things out into the world, you probably have experienced this type of failure too. And when it happened, you wanted to hide it away so you wouldn't look bad or embarrassed. I mean, is he not preaching right now? For example, the book you published that didn't sell, the event you hosted that a few people came to, came to the dream business that closed two years later, the poem you wrote that no one understood, that sure thing investment that collapsed your vulnerable IG post that went unnoticed. We're so good at looking successful, but hate having mud on our face. But failure is a sad cruelty of life. And honestly, we should share more of these moments and a little less of our highlight. Then we wouldn't feel so alone in our failure. If we didn't hide the things that didn't work, we would feel more connected, sort of like we've joined a family of people who tried stuff and it just didn't work. And the fact we tried makes us braver than those who didn't. Speak it, preach it, Mike. Not better, just braver. And friends, that's something to be proud of. So let's keep trying and then trying some more because that's what success in life is all about. By the way, I'm doing another strongest workshop on March 10th and 11th because I'm going to keep trying. Mike, thank you for those words. And honestly, guys, go follow at Mike Foster 2000. Um, If there was a person that I would go to with my problems, because I've gone to him my whole life with my problems, it would be Mike Foster. If you want a stronger marriage, um, go to his strongest workshop. Um, on March 10th and 11th, you can sign up on his website. 
you can find that website. It's mikefoster.tv. Mike, thank you for those words. Now let's transition into talk about stronger. One of the strongest people I know, Cheryl Nembhard. Cheryl, um, she's an award-winning filmmaker, playwright, and social advocate who uses her incredible talents in the arts to tackle some of the toughest societal topics. Cheryl is a godsend to my life because I have learned through her story that no matter where I am, I can get back up and there truly is hope. So this is what we're going to do. We are going to, I'm not, I'm not even going to tell you any more about her story. <laughs> I want her story to speak for itself. And what I want you to do, this isn't a note-taking episode. This is a, okay, actually I'm, I'm going to center myself to hear the story of a woman that had nothing to live for, but then decided to live. And when she decided to live, everything around her changed and she's having impact in this world like you'd never believe. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, former gang member, former homeless, but now living a life of purpose and passion, Cheryl Nembhard. Here we go. All right, fam, we are here with my friend Cheryl, all the way from the other side of the border. Right. Cheryl, say hey to the human hope listeners. Hey, what's up to all the human ambassadors? Can I call yes. them? Yes. Oh, I like that. Come Maybe on, we can shout out. we can make some some badges that say human I ambassador. Love it. I love it. Shout out I'm to the human ambassadors all the way from Canada. All the way from Canada. Um Cheryl, why don't you go ahead and just from your own words, let us let us kind of know um where you're at in your story right now, meaning, you know, what are you doing with your life? Like I'm inspired by you every single day, be it through your podcast or TV show or Instagram or all the things, but you do a lot. Why don't you let us know a little bit about what it is that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm an itinerant speaker and um, I also uh, host two podcasts. Uh, one is long form interview, a traditional podcast called On the Path that this incredible human ambassador um, <laughs> had the privilege of uh, having on my on my podcast. That was so great. And I also host um, a podcast that I felt was needed for now. It's actually um, a mini devotional. It's an okay. experience. It's called Soul Food to Go. Get oh, wow. I like that. Uh, soul food to go. It is eight minutes or less. It is uh, affirmations mm. and scripture set to lo-fi music. No way. Wait for it. Layered in with sounds of nature. So it's okay. absolute like experience. I'm in. Uh, when you just have a little minute, but you're like, I need a moment. I wow. need a minute. Right. It's called Let's soul food to go. Go. Yeah. And, and how often does that one come out? Uh, so, uh, those are, those are sitting there. There's like 50 episodes. Oh, there. wow. Already there. You could just yeah. go and listen to. And they're all based out of Psalms. That's kind oh, of like that's awesome. ground grounding. And, and, and my show on the path actually got picked up. So that's the okay. television show reference you were speaking of just for those that don't know. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I want to just say the, the thing, the other thing that I do that I'm really excited about is that I'm uh, executive director for uh women speaker collective. Mm. I just want to give a shout out to them. This is a global network of thousands of women who have decided that the time for silencing and being marginalized or being told that our call is not good and holy right that season is over and it's so over <laughs> 
over. We're done. We're done, y'all. So it's just like women in the front line, and it's unbelievable just what God's doing. It's it's just taking off, and it's it's global. So we're thankful. I love it. I love it. Well, um, I um I, I actually do want. I think part of of the passion behind uh, what you do with women and ha- having them share their story is directly tied into uh, your story and your voice uh, and having one, maybe at one point not having one. And, you know, in this series of, of conversations I'm having with friends, I wanted to invite people uh, that have, have spaces and moments in their lives where they were unseen and then they were seen and really talking about the impact of what somebody seeing you, finally seeing you, actually uh, did in your life, and so, so that that's really where what, where I want you to start is I want you to start tell by telling us uh, and take us back because you have such a powerful story. Take us back to maybe um, the part of your journey where maybe you started to become invisible. Maybe you started to become unseen. And then I'm just going to kind of let you talk and, t- and take us through what it looked like for you to go from not being seen by others to seen by others. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> and in the not being seen, uh, you know, screams go unchecked and unheard mm. and uh, the tears are misinterpreted for something else. And so as a child, uh, from the ages uh, five to twelve, I was I was being brutally uh, sexually abused, and um, and here's here's the part that I I don't leave out on yeah. purpose. I put it in on purpose yeah. because I was hurt. I was wounded terribly by my Sunday school teacher. Wow! And the reason I leave it in is because I think that so many times we as humans on this journey of life have been wounded or many of us have been wounded by the church and that becomes the thing Yep, yep. of why they will never, right? Right, why, right. And why they're angry and why they're, and so here is someone that you're about to hear a story Yeah. and the genesis of it is wow. deep church wounding. Wow, wow. So I had all intentions, uh, you know, as Paul mm. said, uh, uh, you know, it, where there was, Pharisees, I was a top sinner. Yep. Check. Like I, I had the list of all reasons to mm. church. Yes, absolutely. And so from five to 12, that, that progress took place. And the only reason it stopped is here in Canada. Um, you know, I'm a single, I was a single parent child, no okay. brothers, no sisters, no dad. And so very much, very much a, uh, a poster child lived in government housing, mm. struggling mom. She was a nurse. Um, and uh, would just faithful, double shift, would sleep at the church, uh, wow. at the hospital to do whatever she needed to do to put food on the table. And uh, in my community, I'm from the West Indies, so Caribbean. Shout out to anyone from the Shout Caribbean. Shout out. <laughs> Come on, man. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. Shout out to anyone from the Caribbean. Um, <clears throat> everyone is an auntie. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's an uncle. It's mm. this, this idea, this feeling of extended family. And so it wasn't just babysitting. You would sleep over at the babysitter. You would stay there. And so there was all that going on. Yeah. And um, the only reason that that horrible um, moment stopped for me uh, was because here in Canada, legally at 12, you can stay by yourself. And so that was major wow. to my mom. But at 11, about 11 and a half, I had summed up the bravery. And this is, this is that moment that so mm. many of us are scraping and kicking to be seen. Yes. Yes. To be heard. 
And sometimes that motion, that journey to be heard takes a lot to get there. And for some, it's just like a divine like moment. For me, I was scraping and screaming to be heard. Uh, And my cries were um, uh, just unnoticed. Mm. I summed up the bravery to tell my mom of what was going on. It was one of those typical nights. At 11 and a half. 11 and a half. So I'll just take you back. 11 and a half. I'm being uh, packed up, like grab your stuff, grab this, grab your, you know, we're going to so-and-so's house. I have a night shift where I need to get ready for. So I knew it was an overnight. Yeah. And I had just, you know, when you've just had, you've just hit the wall. It, yep. I just, it was, it was the straw that broke my back. And I literally had a meltdown, a fit. I was screaming, crying. It was, it was unlike anything. It was so outside of my character. Mm. Um, but so many times people don't want to see the soul of the person. They just mm. look at this um, behavior that right. is seemingly right. And that's all they can see. So my mom just saw like, just, I was being disobedient and I was all the yeah. negative things I was causing trouble, whatever. I finally told her what was going on and tried to explain why I was hyperventilating and did not want to go. The blood looked, it looked like the blood had drained from my mom's face. I've never, she she was shocked her, you know, she couldn't even breathe. You told her everything. I I told her everything, everything I could in between like gasping breaths of why I didn't want to go and what they were doing to me. My mom, I, I don't think we ever got together quick enough in ever. And I, it, mm. it was like flying down that highway. And I'm going to tell you in that moment, it's so important. I thought rescue. Mm. I felt my chest lightning. Wow. I felt the weight on my back being released just because someone had heard my cry. Wow. And I got to that home and my mom in like full bluster tornado just woke up everyone. But the story unfortunately takes a very dark, painful turn. Wow. And this is a moment that when I talk to women, even to this day, Carlos, and I ask them what's worse than assault, what's worse than, you know, uh, you know, sexual uh, violations, it's not being believed, Mm. which is why the whole Me Too movement was even birthed. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was, listen to, the, listen to these lies from this girl. Listen to what she said. You tell them, you tell them what you said about them. These good Christian upstanding, yeah. all the positions in church people. Yeah. And then my mom left me there. Really? And you will not know, <laughs> I couldn't even try to tell you, as horrific as my abuse was, you wouldn't know what those last six months were, having told on my abusers in front of my abusers. Wow. And breaking this, that code of silence, like, you know, all the threats of, if you say this will happen in that. And so the last six months were horrible to this, to this day, I have some physical things that I still deal with around that. Wow. Um, so 12, here I am at 12. So, so, mm-hmm. so your, your mother, she didn't believe you. Did not believe me. Wow. And, uh, and not only did not believe me, and I know that this is so familiar and painful for some people. So I, I do just want to like check sure. in and say that, you know, like we will walk through this together because yeah. I, I, I'm with you. It wasn't just, I, I don't believe you, but how dare you? Mm. You're bringing shame to the family. You're overreacting. You're, you're full of lies. Uh, I can never trust you. This is what you do. You're, you're ruining good relationships. Do you know what these people have done? Yeah. And how they, right. All that stuff. 
And, uh, you know, in the West Indian culture, as many cultures, it's all about optics and looks and appearances, mm -hmm. right? And having it all together. And so at the mm -hmm. age of 12, finally, just to save a ton of money and because uh, I just kept pushing and, and now I'm like, I'm rebelling. I'm, I'm oh, sure. I'm not going to stop. Like I'm acting out in school. I'm fighting. Like it's just, it's misplaced anger yeah. and hurt and stuff. And so it's just, you know, stay home, just stay home anyway. So hurt left unchecked. I want to give up the quick math, a little yeah. quick math I put together. Hurt left unchecked, unresolved, unprayed through, unworked through, whatever morphs into anger. Wow. And anger left unchecked, unresolved, un, you know, therapized, morphs into bitterness, like mm. this root of bitterness. You were angry at the world. Yeah. Just bitter. And and what's interesting about that is because after in my life, when I started to work with that risk youth, I recognized to look past anger and mm. see woundedness. Yeah around the corner, the little wounded child yeah. behind the swings and the yells and the swears. And I think so many people don't have the time mm -hmm. to go past the first layer of the story. Gosh, it's so true. They don't have the time, the energy, the bandwidth. They don't have the attention span. They don't have the, the, the compassion to dig past the first layer. So yeah. if they're getting, if they're getting pushback, if they're getting animosity or whatever that negative thing is, they're like, I'm, you know what? Meanwhile, that, that wounded bleeding person is, it's just, it's just hurt left unchecked, mm, yeah. hurt left unhealed, unresolved. Wow. And so just to fast forward, you know, yeah. as they say, hurt people, hurt people from uh -huh. the age of 12 to 16, I joined a gang. Really? And, yes. I don't even, if I had a t-shirt, Carlos, listen, I'll, I'll send, I'll make one. And we'll, make, we'll, one make one, we'll wear it together. Here's what it will say. I don't look like what I've been through. Wow. I don't, I don't look like what I've been through. Okay. Come on, somebody. Okay. And I know that's someone's testimony, right? I do not look like what I've been through. Wow. And so, yeah. And so I joined a gang um, and I, I joined a gang because gangs felt like family. And yeah. I just want to give context here because I think so much, so many times we make these quick judgment calls on what we're seeing, mm -hmm. right? Angry, uh, bitter youth, uh, violent, no, shattered, wounded, hurting. Yeah. Um, in a gang, like no needs family does not have family structure at home mm. needs belonging. Gangs felt like belonging, Carlos. Wow. Wow. And can you tell me, can you tell me, uh, can I pause in there for a second? Oh, just, please. just, yeah. just for remember where we're at, but, uh, just for context for somebody that's like, okay. Um, I, I don't even know what that means. Like, like a gang, like, like, I've only seen a gang in a movie maybe, or like, like are, are at 12 years old or 13 years old. Like how does one even become a member of a gang? Our first partner this week is green chef. Yes, they are back for 2023. What is green chef? You may ask. Well, green chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company. They make eating well easy with plans to fit all of y'all human hope listeners life style, right? Whether you're keto, paleo, 
vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat a more balanced meal, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preference. So they've got this really cool thing that they're calling Keto Kickoff 2023. You guys can jump into that. It is really cool. Green Chef is also the number one meal kit company for eating well with dinners that work for you. There's no other way around it. They are the number one and they're convenient and they're super easy because they're pre-made and pre-measured sauces dressings, spices. They make keeping a healthy lifestyle even easier. So listen, Human Hope Familia, put the time you save on meal prep towards achieving those goals instead of cooking them. This is what I want you to do. Go to greenchef.com slash humanhope60. That's greenchef.com slash humanhope60 and use code humanhope60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Again, www.greenchef.com slash humanhope60 and use code humanhope60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Also this week, we are partnering again with Athletic Greens. They back for 2023. Listen, uh, Athletic Greens was my Kickstarter for healing my gut. That is why I gave AG1 a try. I wanted better gut health and I was on the struggle bus in 2020 and Athletic Greens came to the rescue. Okay, so I take it in the morning. I take it first thing in the morning. I take my little scoop. And if I'm not at home, I've got my travel packs as well. So like it really is hard for me to keep up with a supplement routine that comes with like all these products or like, when do I take this or that? It's hard to know where to start. That's why AG1 from Athletic Greens is so easy. Okay. I really quickly noticed that it helps me do a few things. My digestion gets better. My skin feels amazing, literally. And my sleep, my sleep. Can I say my sleep again? It has been so helpful. Okay. It's delivered to me once a month, like every single month. So it becomes a daily habit. And again, I also get a single serving travel packs. So I don't have to miss a day. I just mix the powder into some water and drink it first thing every single morning. It really makes taking care of my body that much easier. This is what I want you to do. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free, you heard you heard this right, free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash human hope. That's athleticgreens.com slash human hope. Check it out. And last but not least this week, we've got a brand new partner, a brand new partner. Can you guys say hiya? That is who it is. Haya is an incredible, incredible multivitamin company. Okay. It's they they give children's vitamins is what they create. But you know, any children's vitamin that I took when I was a kid, like Flintstones vitamins, those bad boys were filled with like two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other like just junk that I should never eat. That is why Haya was created. It's a pediatrician approved super powered chewable vitamin for your kids, right? So again, five grams of sugar is what you'll normally find in every child's vitamin. 
and that's going to lead to all sorts of health issues. But Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, but it tastes great and it's perfect for your picky eaters. Okay. It's formulated with the help of nutritional experts. It's pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, and then it's supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, and zinc, which also helps with your kids' energy, brain function, mood. How many y'all got grumpy kids you want to help? Concentration, teeth bones, and so much more. I tasted it with my own pie hole, and they taste amazing. Y'all want to know what to do? This is what you do. Okay, we've worked out a special deal with the Human Hope listeners and Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to receive, and you heard this right, 50% off your first order. That is 50% off your first order. How do you do that? You claim this deal. You got to go to www.hiyahealth.com slash human hope. This deal is not available on the regular website. So go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash human hope and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. And now back to the show. Well, there was, there's gangs in your, you know, in the low income, um, government housing. Oh, okay. Yep. There There we go. There are, there are gangs all the time. I mean, it's territorial, it's groups of people, it's misfits and, and there are older people that run it and sometimes adults that are behind, you know, where there's money being made. And for little kids, little girls like me, we could be distractions. And so there was back in the day, in my day, we had something called swarming. And so we would distract storekeepers and -and so-and-so and pretend that we're doing something else when things are being stolen. And so we always, we always ran interference. Okay. And, uh, and it just, and, and just rebellious, uh, stealing, you know, breaking and, and, but you're doing it with other people. So it makes you feel like you belong. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and while you're there, no one's going to touch you. Uh-huh. You're, you're, you're protected. Um, there, there's people that understand you. They all mm. come from broken homes. Right. It just, and, and, and I think that that was the piece that I just, I've learned when I now on the other end, sitting with someone that I, I get it. There's no judgment. Uh, I get it. You, know, uh-huh. you, you did not feel a healthy family structure at home. You felt alone. Right. And these, this feels like your brotherhood. Yep. Yep. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. No problem. And so, yeah. And so I, I, I rolled with that gang for a few years and um, I became the, the, the worst bully, like mm. a documented bully. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. When I became, yeah. Oh, just, uh, you know, <laughs> kicked out and suspended and all the things. But what's funny is after years in ministry, fast forward, now I won't, I won't lose my, my spot sure. sitting at an altar call. Now a minister. Oh my goodness. And opening my arms, true story at an, at an altar call to receive a young girl that's coming up. Cause I do all this ministry. Yeah. She doesn't want to come to me. <gasps> the usher is like, go. She's like shaking her head. No, 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 no way. I can see the, yeah, I could see the kerfuffle going on. So I'm smiling, mute, you know, bands playing, big yeah, song, yeah. right? It's a big moment. <laughs> come on. Worship, everything's slowing down. And I'm like, come on. And she, I, I've never seen it. I will never forget this moment. And t- and she's in my church today. So she, yeah. And and so she came, she came up and she was like, you, you don't remember me, do you? And I was like, hi, no, <laughs> God loves you. She was like, you were my bully 
all of high yeah oh, oh man wow of those anyways but here we are <laughs> yes wow here we are wow that's amazing here we are right um on the other side of being seen by god mm, yeah and seen by not by others and uh so at 16 unfortunately um i you know some mem- male members of the gang turned on me um wow there was an incident that happened and i unfortunately was assaulted by some members of the gang and um that sent me into a spiral. That wow. sent me into a spiral. Um, my mom had found me and uh, took me to the hospital and I was there for a day or two. And unfortunately, um, in a toxic relationship that I had with her that we've, mm. you know, that God has healed yeah. in, in a good measure. I mean, we're not, we're not, we're not, you know, doing each other's hair and sure. braiding and watching Gilmore's, <laughs> yeah. but we're, we're healed. But uh, it was, you know, you brought this on. This is your fault. It, mm. It's just, it was that unfortunate situation. And yeah. again, feeling that woundedness of of not being believed. And so at 16, I just kind of snapped. Mm. And for three years, I lived on and off the street. I really? just, I ran away. Mm-hmm. Ran away, lived on and off the street, downtown Toronto. And just did whatever I had to do to survive and hung out with people and uh, it's a whole community down there and mm. in and out of shelters and just it just w- wherever and whenever. And if I came home, I came home. And if I left, I left. It was it was really um, a nightmare for my mom. I mean, we physically fought. I wow. was I was a time I was a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Of just having at this point being used and abused and feeling so discarded. Yeah. And uh, around 19 years old of uh, a, a street evangelist. Um, named Christos, unbelievable, still know him till this day, saw me and looked past the wound, looked past the anger, looked past the, um, the pushback, looked past what I was wearing, what I was doing, where I was and saw a human, Wow! (laughs) saw a soul that was just broken and literally spent almost six months just talking to me. Just a hot chocolate, a donut after would be like, you know, Hey, do you, you know, do you need 20 bucks to what, like, what do you need? Yeah. And didn't even realize that every moment that he just sat with me was taking a layer off Mm. of callous, of bruising. And here's the kicker. And I'll, I'll stop here for a minute. Never preach the gospel. Wow but fully Christian. And sure. this is, this is where I feel like you're going to get so let up because this is where you are. Yeah. He was the gospel personified. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel yet to bang it in my head. Right. But just sat with me mm. sometimes, uh, you know, in silence, sometimes like me venting of why I hate God and hate Christians. I hate, yeah. and just listening. But he sat there, hot chocolate donut and loved on me. Until wow. the layers finally came down enough that yes. he could ask when he, he just saw a moment, an opportunity. Yep. I talked about, talked about gospel music and choir music and how much I love to sing. And he was like, hey, you know, there's a really cool service. It's kind of like a casual, like you service on Sunday nights. And, you know, they're going to have a great choir. And, yeah. maybe, and that was one of the, I was like, I didn't even realize that he was uh, affiliated with the church. But I felt God's love all the way through. Wow. And that that was the... Uh, and I remember when we were, when I was on your podcast and you shared just a glimpse of that story. And that was the part that you shared was that there was a man who was a Christian, was a Jesus follower, 
but actually the the only thing you knew about him was that he he saw you and so he would serve you he would he, he would serve you he would hot chocolate and donuts like like there there it is like that that you don't need to go to seminary to figure out how to do that Come on, listen, when I go to speak, I say, hey, do you want to hear the most powerful sermon that changed my life? Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, give it to me. And I'm like, the book of hot chocolate, <laughs> chapter donut, verse 20 bucks. That's it. That's changed it. my life. It was, it was intention. It was the intentional outworking uh, of what this person believed. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, gosh. Okay. So yeah, let's sit here for a second because I mean, anybody that knows me or follows me on Instagram knows that like that, that is where I sit right now in, in the ministry that God has given me, it, it is, you know, it, it, it may not be the book of hot chocolate. It may be the, but it may be the book of 20 bucks or it may be the book of whatever it is. Right. And, um, and just for, for, for the, maybe the hyper, not hyper is a bad word for maybe the person that has grown up in an evangelical climate that was just told that, listen, in order to be um, in order to be a good Christian, you have to be evangelizing. You have to be, you know, sharing scripture. You have to be all these things like um, just, just give us a little bit more encouragement that it's, it's not just about preaching or having these eloquent three point sermons or all these things. Just again, just nail, you know, hammering a little bit harder, how easy it is to truly be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. You know, I, I, I put it this way, I, you know, like I, I want to just issue a challenge to mm. every believer and, and church leader and people of all walks of life that are listening that, you know, we're being asked to do something very simple. I think we have overcomplicated the gospel. Yeah. And I think we're being asked to do something simple. And that is armed with the love of God, mm. fueled with compassion. We are being called to sit in the story yeah. of people. And to do that, here's the kicker, when maybe the church is not the main character. Hmm. Can you do that? Wow. Can you sit in the story and be in the story of someone's life when the church might be the villain? Yeah. Moment? Yeah. Yeah. And, wow. and, and that's what Jesus did. He sat in the stories of people and he listened and he communed and he lived among them. And then when the, you know, he fed and he, and he met the needs mm. and then gave the gospel. And so in sitting in my story and letting it come out as uh, like painfully leak out of all of the, the bruised pores. Yeah. Uh, in time, he found the window, and yeah. he, I feel like he—I feel like he was led by the surgeon himself. It yeah. was <laughs> cut, remove, cut, open. Yes. Up. Now you're here at the organ. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Cheryl, that—that that is. I—it's just so powerful, and I—I I think where I, I'd love for you to lean into now, as I know, there's so many of my listeners. Um, so many, so many that they're, they can't fathom going back to church. They can't fathom because the wounds that the church has, um, people in the church, leaders in the church, um, that have abused them or have, you know, all these things like here you are literally, I mean, you, you literally had a Sunday school teacher that was the beginning of your, uh, of the darkest season of your life. Um, 
help them. Just, just give them a little bit more. I see you. Um, yeah. and I, and I, and I understand that maybe this isn't something that can just happen overnight for you. And I don't think it did happen overnight for you either. Uh, but, but give us some encouragement, give those listeners that are listening right now that are like, uh, Cheryl, I, I mean, I, that's great that, that you were able to step back into church again, but I just don't know if I ever can T- talk to them for a second. Yeah. You know, I used to always say growing up, like I, I felt like, you know, I remember one time it was like, what is a Christian? It's like, well, it's a, it's a person or it's a, you know, a human that follows Christ. And, and I'll tell you something as simple as that was, it's what saved me because I made the decision at some point in my life around 19, when I was given that opportunity to go to that church. And I remember mm-hmm. it was like a circus. Yeah. Literally there was a, a couple of prostitutes. I'm talking like, you know, a trans person, yeah. like drag queen, <laughs> drug addict. We're all heading to church. All, all was, heading to church. It was the best <laughs> uh, Sunday night service, youth service. Um, and there we were. And, I, and this divine life-changing encounter. Mm. And I had a choice to make. And the choice I made saved my life. I separated the Christ from the Ian part. Mm, wow. From the human part. Like yeah. The human that follows Christ. I separated that. And I realized that what has happened to me, and I feel like this is just for someone to, to get a hold yes, of, yes. is not a reflection of who God is. Wow. It is a reflection of who man is. Yes. And I had in Christianity, I had to separate the Christ from all of it yeah. and say, is, is what happened to me a direct reflection mm. of this person I know uh, who loves and cares and is forever gracious, kind, forgiving, merciful? No. So we, we are flawed. We are messed up. We are jacked yeah. up. We screw it up. We mess it up. We could, I, I tell you, we are false advertisers. <laughs> of this thing called the gospel. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I mean, wow. if, there was, if there was lawsuits to be handed out, yeah. Boy, yeah, we would all get them. Wow. But what saved me was, was separating for, and, and I still separate in my heart. Yeah. Even though I'm physically among the people when things happen, because you know, it church is a, is if we understand that church is a hospital, right. It's filled with sick people. Yeah. Sick people make mistakes. Yeah. Sick people drop stuff. They they fall off the bed. They mess up stuff. They're 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 loud. They're noisy. Like it's just they they don't get it right all the time. Yeah. But I had to separate and say I serve a God who is compassionate, loving, merciful, and kind. Yeah. And in community, I am surrounded with some pretty messed up sick people. Wow. Who get wow. It sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That and you know it's so true and. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those as well. Like people that listen to my podcast know that like I, I, I go to a large evangelical church here in Nashville, Tennessee, in the South, in the Bible belt of America. I run camera number five on, and a lot of people tell me all the time, Carlos, you're, you're the last Christian that I follow on Instagram. You're the last because they've been, they have been so wounded. Um, but you know, my story, although different, um, is, is one of realizing and getting to the point that Christian uh, you're right. I love that. Chop the I A N off of Christ and focused Please. on the Christ. Just focus on Him and yes. let Him be the restorer and let Him be the the one that brings you back to where you yeah. need to be. So that's just so powerful. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, so good. Yeah, we 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 cling to the Christ of Christianity, but yeah. we take a beat yeah. from all yeah. the 
Thanks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take a beat. No, I love that. Um, be human who you were. See humans. Talk about um, uh, where and how you finally found that freedom. The last step is free humans, right? And so, so um, how is it that even now, um, as as you're successful, beautiful, all these things are coming to you, um, it's not like it's not like all the, your problems went away. It's not like um, like you're just living this happy go lucky life now, and every, like you still have to choose to find freedom every single day. So talk to us a little bit about how you stay free, how you stay free in your humanity, how you stay free uh, in spite of all of the drama and trauma that's going to continue to try to oppress you. What are some, what are some keys that you're finding on staying free as a human? Yeah. Um, One of the, one of the biggest things I think number one at the top of the list is I have learned to develop a rhythm of forgiveness. Mm, Wow. Uh, a constant flowing rhythm of forgiveness. I have to allow it to flow off my back. If I held on to every wound, big and small, um, every mistake, every offense, it would weigh me down so heavily that I would be lying to myself trying to navigate, you know, this thing called life. Mm. I have, I've, you know, as I have been forgiven, of drug addiction, of living on the streets, of, you know, I've, I've, I've done it all. I mean, if you asked, it's, it's, just think about it. Yes. Yeah. And, and so I, who have been forgiven of all of that, I, I must forgive. So I, it, it has, it has been this incredible healing thing. I, yeah. I want you to imagine the wounds and the mistakes of others instead of them being this heavy hammer that, that breaks bones and shatters. Yeah. Imagine that it's now water. Wow. Imagine it's water. I, I I dare you to try to hold on to water and to keep it. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't. You can hold it for a minute, but eventually it'll slip through. Yeah. Because we're not meant to hold on to woundedness. We're not meant to hold on to the things that have happened to us at 10, at 17, at 20. Hmm. I feel like right now, even in this moment, you are being asked again by that pricking of your heart to let it go. Hmm. You are holding people hostage, but at the end of the day, you're the prisoner. Yeah. We are the prisoner. We hold someone else hostage, but what we've done is we've locked ourselves into a prison of bitterness, of yeah. resentment, and they become the the gatekeepers. Wow. A rhythm of forgiveness. That is, that is put that on a t-shirt too. So that can be on the second t-shirt that we make together. <laughs> and you know what we'll say? We'll say, I, I am flowing in a rhythm of forgiveness. Oh, let's go. I am. Fl- have you, have you, um, have you ever done, I mean, you, you're a communicator. Have you ever like actually given an example with water in your hands? The whole time you're talking, I'm, I'm imagining like, wow, that is powerful. Like you, you can only hold water for so long, you know, and then, and then you're going to have to, you're going to have, it's going to get out. Right. You know? Right. I just, yeah. But we're so desperate to hold on to things. We have to, yeah. because we need, we need evidence to prove why we're uh, being bitter and angry, but yeah. At the end of the day, literally that thing is gone. It's yeah. just remnants that are left, but we yeah. are the ones stuck. Yes. Oh, that is so good. Um, I thank you for sharing that. I mean, that, that was, that's a very powerful story. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer that testimony is much more powerful than a sermon. Yeah. And, um, you know, you just, you just preached a thousand sermons to a lot of people that are, uh, that are listening right now. 
Let, let's for just a second, as we, as we close the conversation, I'd love for you to talk about um, j- just a little bit about what you do with, with helping and coaching women tell their story and communicate. And mm-hmm. I just think this is such a, it's one of the coolest things that I know that you and our friend Danielle and, you yeah. know, are, are, are a part of, um, yeah. I, I, my listenership is probably 80% females. And so, you know, let's, uh, let, let's, let's help them for a second, um, with, with what it is that you guys do. Absolutely. And and with your permission, please. Um, I have a ministry that I feel would be really vital right now. May yes. I share it? Okay. So I run a 10 week e- uh, emotional healing and soul care program Yes, for people who are recovering from trauma, woundedness, especially around church hurt. Yeah. It's called the Lighthouse Project. Okay. Yes, you can find it. How? You can find it at Uh lighthousecourse.com, literally lighthousecourse.com. Awesome. And it will walk you through um, from, uh, you know, self-identity, forgiveness, uh, release, compassion, um, uh, the the self-talk that we give ourselves, how we numb ourselves to pain, how to recognize when we are checking out, going on autopilot, or when we have become hyper vigilant and oversensitive to what's going on, it's just so so good. It's 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 been literally passed through Christian therapists and psychologists and pastors. It's a video series. You can do it in the comfort of your home. So uh, I'm literally on the website right now as you yes. as you were talking. I'm yes. like, Lord, this is awesome. So yeah, everybody head over to that. That would be amazing. You can see all the weeks there in the. Th- I can the- no, I see it right now. I mean, like, listen, podcast listeners, if Cheryl is resonating with you, at least go see. Go see what it is that she's doing. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And with Women Speaker Collective, if you're a, a female and you feel like God is calling you to to tell your story, to speak, to lead, to teach, to to step up to the plate in some way, we're an incredible organization of support. Uh, womenspeakercollective.com. Check it yeah. out. Um, and we have speaker boot camps everywhere, like literally everywhere. We have oh. them in the UK, Australia. Oh, Okay all over the States. And they're for women that just want to develop, yeah. develop the gift, uh, that pricking in their heart. To, yeah. To- I, I, I know, I, I know personally, yes, uh, women do. that have gone through it, um, that have, you know, the, I mean, it's, it's changed the course and the confidence that they get. Like I can tell pre, uh, taking this and going to this boot camp and post, like they're completely different in their communication. So, you know, I mean, listen, I mean, listen to Cheryl communicate, like who wouldn't want to learn to communicate like you? That's amazing. I'm going to sneak in. I'm going to get, I'm going to buy myself a wig and I'm going to sneak into that thing one day. (laughs) No, you did it. I love it. I love it. it. And, you know, I just want to thank you for having me on, but I, I, I just feel like, you're always so good for rallying. I just want to issue a, just a personal challenge for all of us listening, especially around, you know, this beginning of the year, end of the year, going into that, you know, just be willing to sit yeah. inside someone's story. Yes. That's it. And, and cut and, and allow the layers to fall off and be willing to stay as mm. they do. Don't judge by uh, those first first two or three layers. Just yes. Yeah. So yeah. important. Cheryl, thank you so much for sharing all this. It, I, I literally am about to go bust through a brick wall right now. Like I'm so pumped hey. and hyped. Like oh. this is amazing. Thank you for being on the podcast. I really appreciate thank you. you. Thank you. Wow. What'd I say? Exactly. Exactly. What we needed today. Cheryl, thank you for going first. 
Cheryl, thank you for sharing your story um, and giving all of us hope. You guys, please go give her all the love. You can follow her on Instagram at Cheryl, that's C-H-E-R-Y-L, Nembhard, N-E-M-B-H-A-R-D. Let her know how much you appreciate her story and how much you believe it's going to change the trajectory of your life. Well, that is it. I, I'm, I'm a little little teary because uh, it, it was so beautiful of a conversation. Um, but we got to go. We got to do this. So, I mean, we got to queue up uh, Dr. Delight himself. Y'all ready? Oh, there it is. All right, fam. That is it. Thanks for hanging out. Please, y'all know what to do. Rate, review the show, share the show. Your ratings are hyper important. Okay, right now. Let's get 100 people to rate the show today. It'd be really helpful. Spotify, Apple, wherever it is. All right, the beat dropped. We will see you next week on another episode of the Human Note Podcast. My name is Carlos Enrique with Guzman Chibo Cabello, and I am here for you. See you out on tour. Mm-hmm.